0: hey what's going on everybody this is nick Sapinero here for another edition of the Divi crypto podcast today i have armand sarah from sonar moji which is a brand new nft project that just sold out and has some pretty interesting uh, capabilities very excited to have you here armand how's it going happy to be here going well thanks yeah happy you're here um obviously nfts are a huge huge topic right now and they've blown up over the past year or so um so always a pleasure to have a a nft entrepreneur on the podcast but before we get into what sonar is and what it does Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got involved with the industry?
1: Yeah, so I've been a, uh, you know, growth marketer for consumer products for about like seven years now, and I've done everything from mobile apps to D2C products to subscription products and stuff like that. And back in 2018, I made my way back into the mobile space, uh, primarily focusing on new social apps, uh, because I did see, you know, an opportunity to like, hey, there's, you know, the incumbents are becoming, you know, pretty you know, standardized. And they're just like over, you know, saturating their products. There's like these new novel experiences to make. Um, And that's how I got into the space. And, you know, I saw Sonar as a user, I was using it a lot. I saw the vision. It kind of fit like my ethos and theories of like where social media was going, Be you know, some called the metaverse. Uh, So I decided to hop on being a growth marketer. I think, you know, I'm like a self-proclaimed, you know, like shit poster. And if you follow me on Twitter and stuff, you might know that and basically what I do is uh, I just like, you know, for the last couple of years, I've just been making memes and I tell stories via memes and I do like meme marketing strategy. So whether that's like influencers, creators, memes as ads, and now that's mostly, you know, transition nicely in, into TikToks. It's a big part of what I do on like the acquisition side and like the marketing side.
0: Very cool. That's interesting, man. Um, you know, I feel like the, the NFT space attracts such a different like niche of individuals to cryptocurrency. It's now especially different types of entrepreneurs are coming forth. You know, I interview a lot of people for this show, and a lot of them are technologists, you know, business people, finance people. You're coming in as an actual marketing expert. That's really unique. And I think it's really interesting how how it's changed the dynamic of of the space in such a way. Um, so congrats on the, on the successful launch and it's a really cool looking project so I'd love to learn a little bit more about Sonar. Give me the little elevator pitch. What exactly are we looking at here?
1: Simply put, Sonar is the metaverse in your pocket. So imagine if Discord was like a virtual space, right? Imagine like a 2D Roblox or Minecraft. Um, social audio—it's all proximity-based, and everyone is just a dot on a grid in worlds created out of emojis. So you know, you use the couch emoji, the lamp emoji, the, the Mac emoji to make like your little office or den, and to make your space. So yeah, it's 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 the metaverse in in your pocket. And one of the things that we've recently done is we've added some Web three components. We've recently created our NFT collection called Emojis, and these are emoji characters that come to life in Sonar. They're, you know, just normal, you know, JPEGs in your wallet, but when you connect your wallet to Sonar, they're these 3D characters that just really pop and, um, you know, compared to the existing dots on the space, they really stand out. And we're building a bunch of new stuff that's going to support these. So one of the things that we've done is we created Town, which is a server and a space um, exclusive to just emojis. And so that now creates opportunity in the future for us to be like, hey, you know, connect your wallet and whatever token you have, whatever NFT you have. Other people, other holders or people part of those communities uh, can have a common space where in order to have access or maybe certain permissions in that space, you have to like be a holder of like that NFT. So Mojis is like step one. Um, But, you know, in the future, it's going to be like a whole bunch of other communities that, you know, that want to make their way to Sonar and like have like a more social real-time experience compared to like, maybe like a discord.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So you're, yeah, you're opening it up. At some point you'll open it up to be more of a platform, like a social platform. That's, that's a really interesting approach. Let me ask you something because obviously, you know, a lot of projects right now they're dropping NFTs and saying like, Oh, this is coming out you already have an app out. Is that right? Yeah. So
1: yeah, a lot of projects have roadmaps and I'm surprised, I mean, roadmaps are just marketing, right? I wouldn't even want to like back someone who's like, we're definitely doing this. Like we're not going to learn anything new and maybe change plans. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> you know uh, so I'm surprised by how many NFT projects just default to game uh, where we're going to build a metaverse. I think it's telling. I think it makes sense. I think people, you know, when you join a community, like how do you strengthen that community? I think it's through socializing. I think discords can only do so much. I can, I think they can only get so big, um, before it just turns into people yelling about the floor price, right? So <laughs> if you want to foster community and stuff, I think social audio is a brilliant way to do it. I mean, we're seeing the NFT community embrace Clubhouse and like Twitter spaces. Um, this is less of a stage, more of like a space for you to vibe. So we've also, I want to say like, we, we think about like the end users, right? Like a lot of projects can just go after NFT, you know, project, you know, heads heads of like NFT communities and just say like, we're the official partner of X NFT. We just have people who, you know, join, they're like, this is awesome. And they're just going to naturally want to invite their peers who are already in, in that community. And if they actually like, like it, then the rest of them will join too. So we don't even have to officially, you know, like work with these communities. Like they'll just come, we think,
0: right? Absolutely. I mean, the, the way that we discovered you, Armand, uh, was through one of our own community members uh, at Divi. Um, he had invested into the NFT sale um, and he's been playing around with the app and he came to me and he's like, man, you got to get um, their leadership on, on the show. And, and I started looking at the the project and I was like, oh, this is really a cool concept because man, I agree. Like it is really, I guess the pandemic may have changed this a little bit, but I was kind of already like this. It's really crazy how many friends I have made online. And then like you meet them in person and it's like, you've been friends the whole time, which I guess exactly. you kind of have that kind of like journey to a new type, type of journey through friendship is, I think going to become more and more popular. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah. You know, this pandemic like kind of opened up people to, you know, things like clubhouse. I think clubhouse um, is a tell of like the metaverse to come. I don't want to call maybe the extreme examples of like the metaverse, but there's people who have been plugged in on VR for like years who are like, you know, big in the VR chat and stuff like that. Um, I think, you know, sure. I think VR is going to come. I think I think AR is going to happen, but in the, in between, I think we're finding that like, you know, it's surprisingly immersive when we're like in Twitter spaces or in clubhouse. Right. And Sonar just takes that to like the next level where it's like, yeah, it's still 2d. It's still flat. You can still use it with one hand. um, But you're a dot on a grid and you can move around and just like being able to like move around, go to different like corners to have different conversations and stuff or different kinds of settings. It just hits completely different um, without being 3d. And you're absolutely right. People are making lifelong friends right now online. And unlike, you know, before where it's like, your friends are kind of like friends of friends or people in your job or around you, the power of the internet and like the metaverse is going to be like, you can make friends uh, anywhere in the world. So now you can find people just like you. You combine that with the fact that you're speaking through an avatar and not a video of yourself, right? It's, it's like pseudo anonymous. And what's, funny about it is like, you know, you're kind of anonymous, but you can actually be yourself. I think when people are on Zoom or on like Twitch and stuff, they naturally, you know, become, becomes a performance. It becomes a show. Um, And when you're on like a Zoom call, you're like looking at your own face and stuff. It's like super distracting. And there's something rich about audio and our focus, you know, has been Gen, uh has been Gen Z. I mean, the younger ones are the ones who have the time who are going to be using these like future social apps and these future audio apps and these games. They spend the most time in our app. They they just get it. And for me, it's awesome because they didn't have like you know nights and weekends phone calls, right? Like they weren't you know <laughs> That's right. right. Like they 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 grew up and the iPhone came out already, right? So they've been you know mobile. That's all they know. And FaceTime video is all they know. So a lot of them are like rejecting that and like really embracing avatars and stuff like that. And uh, they're going to these online virtual worlds to just make friends.
0: Yeah, it's funny because I think even myself, like a couple of years ago, hearing that I might have, in a sense, like rejected it a little bit. But over time, I started to look at my own trajectory and being in being on the Internet and stuff. Cause I feel like you're probably around the same age as me. I'm almost 30, but you know, yeah. we kind of grew up, we grew up without it and then it became a part of our lives. Whereas these kids, it's like always been a part of their lives. I feel like I, I feel bad for rejecting that concept because I started looking at myself. I'm like, wow, actually I'm the exact same way. I'm just like, they're just a little bit deeper into it. And now we have these different ways. And I think you're right, man. Clubhouse spaces. It's awesome. Like we're thinking about moving the podcast to spaces Cause the way that you can just jump in and jump out and bring people on stage and stuff, it's just a a really natural way of, of uh, socializing, you know, even though you're not with the person. Um, So back to Sonar, Um, it looks like, okay, you have the 3d emojis out right now. There's some other stuff coming down the pipeline though. I know you say roadmaps are just marketing, but these look like some pretty cool things. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what's coming up next?
1: So 2021 was us, you know, putting it out in the app store, but we were kind of always in beta and we were experimenting a lot and we've learned a lot. Um, there's gonna be a lot of improvements coming from the creation aspect, from uh, you know, making experiences. It's gonna go beyond just a space where you can chat. It's gonna become like a destination and experience, events, parties, video, you know, think about game creation and multiplayer games. Um, so we're excited about a lot of, you know, stuff that's going to enhance that. Also, you know in the future, uh well, when sonar first came out, you know it would a lot of the rooms were, you know, the, I, think, I think the early assumption was like, it was gonna kind of be like clubhouse where people were just gonna make spaces just for conversations or topics. Um, but the fact that people are like spending so much time in these spaces and, you know, creating stuff in them, they're becoming more of like homes, right? So I think uh, moving away from being ephemeral spaces more to like, you know, fixed spaces that people are gonna always wanna come back to. And then those spaces themselves are gonna grow in the popularity. I think we're gonna do a lot of stuff to support that in the future as well. Um, and I kind of like hinted at like future, you know, Web3 support with other NFT communities. I'm really excited about that kind of stuff. And I'm mostly excited about, you know, introducing, I think, a new generation to Web3. People aren't, you know, joining Sonar because it's Web3, but they're following, you know, they're they're discovering benefits of Web3, right? So the second that we start, you know, making it so you can have your own exclusive spaces because of NFTs, what's going to happen is our users are going to make their own NFTs, just to use these kind of, kind of features. So they're going right. to, you know, discover the value of web three. Like we're, I think that challenge that we have, I think more people should, should take on is like, Hey, don't build for the existing uh, web three community, like introduce people to the value of it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. It sounds really exciting. Um, and it's a great, I, I, I just like that. It's, you know, it has built-in utility. It is mobile, which I think is going to be more and more important and crucial to the the success of these projects because everyone's on their phone. Of course, Web3 browsing is okay on the phone. It'll get better over time. So I'm, I'm excited to see where, where the product goes, especially because we're in a market where a lot of things don't have a product. A lot of NFTs don't have any utility. Give me just... I know this is kind of a... A broad question, but give me your sort of perspective on the current state of the NFT market and where you see it going.
1: Yeah. You know, so I am, you know, I love NFTs. Obviously, we have like an, an NFT project, but I want to give a response that isn't just like a happy go lucky, like we're all going to make it. It's more like a warning <laughs> call out of, you know, as a marketer, I spend a lot of time on TikTok, which is online on like Reddit and stuff. And if you want to look to like who is aware of NFTs, who might be curious about NFTs, they are very critical of it and rightfully so because it's going to be easy for them to be like, this is your, what, so you just own an image? I'm going to screenshot it. I'm going to right click it. That's like the natural place for them to fall into. Mm -hmm. And what the warning that I'm calling out here is, you know, who's the most aggressive on TikTok on these other platforms talking about NFTs? It is the NFT influencers Uh, And I'm not saying they're all bad or, you know, whatever, right? Like like not to knock their hustle, but keep in mind that, you know, their agenda is to, you know, make quick money and that's just who they are. And that's who is going after these people. And that's where I think the biggest growth is happening. Just like cryptocurrency, you know, like let's not get ourselves. A lot of the interest is because people are wanting to make a quick buck. They're speculating, not so much interested in the utility. Um, So my call out is, hey, there's a lot more noise right now for the noobs, the people who you don't talk to, the normies that you probably call them, who are, you know, gonna start rugging people <laughs> and doing pumps. And you <laughs> don't want this, you know, to become, you know, like early on, like a lot of those like streamers and like YouTubers were doing their own tokens and stuff last year. That rubs people the wrong way. So these people, think about it, these are the people who are the brands are going after because they want their reach, they want the awareness and, and like their audience these people are putting a bad taste in people's mouth uh, about like crypto, Uh, uh, there's a, you know, the perception might be at risk. And that's all I'm calling out is that, like I said earlier, a lot of people are building stuff for the existing Web3 community, because opportunity is there, Um, but we're not like, we have to be very, I think, aggressive about getting new people into the utility of Web3 and NFTs. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but all I'm saying is I'm not going to be surprised if things have to go down before they go back up, if that there happens to be a bubble, um, yeah. and that you know some people get burned, and the consequences of that might be PR, you know, damage control, cleanup, um, because public opinion, you know, might be down. We I saw someone tweet um, that they're that they love you know the name Web three because crypto has you know. A bad perception with it right there's all these lawmakers right. against stuff and people are confused by it i think it's like you know a scam or, or honestly they're afraid <laughs> of like the yeah. future of, we should be protective i think of 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 Web three a little bit more this time around that's my you know eh, you know that that might happen there there might be a little pop in the bubble but uh long term i am you know obviously very bullish on like NFTs and, you know, what Sandbox is doing, what these video games are doing. I think that's the most immediate use case is like, you know, digital assets in the virtual world where people are gonna spend a lot of time these emerging platforms being able to have like access. I think people are just naturally thinking of like, you know, you've seen a lot of concert apps, you know for ticketing and stuff like that. And like for like collectibles for like your favorite music artists and stuff for like fandom. So I think there's still plenty of space there to grow. Um, and I think in the video game space as well. So I think it's inevitable. I think it's going to happen, um, but it might not happen just overnight. You know, it might have to go yeah. down before it goes back up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw kind of the same thing in the trajectory of even just like the altcoin market. You know, the ICO boom, mm-hmm. twenty seventeen, huge crash. Now it's starting to come back, and we're starting to see really viable products coming out. Right, actual projects, building things, <laughs> and and true <laughs> yeah. utility. Yeah. But that you know and that only happened after uh, you know many years of the industry existing almost almost 10 years right so um, and now we're 13 years past Bitcoin's birth um, so yeah adoption takes time and you know where there's opportunity you know scumbag scammers will, will you know flock but um, they get shaken out eventually and I, I love I love the NFT community because it works in many ways like regular society, like it attacks uh, negativity in a way that, you know, shakes it away and, and promotes positivity, which is really, which is really how most, you know, animal kingdoms work. So uh, in their own ways, of course. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see how you guys are contributing to this. And um, I'm really intrigued by the project. It's, it's awesome. Tell me a little bit about how we can get in touch with you and where we can find Sonar Moji and, and all the awesome links. Sonar Emojis, um,
1: you know, the initial release of them is currently sold out. So, there's aftermarket. And if you go to uh, sonar.app, uh, you can link to our official OpenSea. You know, there, there's some fake ones out there. So, I would encourage people to go through our website to get to the right link uh, to, to the right storefront, if you will, on, on OpenSea for that. Um, and then you can buy some stuff in the resale. And then also, I would, you know, sit tight and stay tuned. We're going to be building ways to you know, earn these emojis, you know, through the game of Sonar. The best way to get emoji, honestly, in my opinion, is to start investing more time in Sonar uh, and to, you know, build up your coin collection there. Um, <laughs> coins are, are like an app currency. So that's just be foreshadowing. But uh, yeah, right now it's just, oh. just resell. <laughs> and then we have a huge pool of emojis uh, that, that you'll be able to earn through the game.
0: Okay, awesome. As, uh, as you guys know, we'll be posting up all the links that were discussed, including the OpenSea collection and, uh, and the Emoji website, on our emoji website. Um, so you guys can make sure that you are clicking on the verified collection and buying the right stuff. Is there anything I missed, Armand, before we sign off here?
1: No, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me and, uh, you know, happy to share my thoughts on Web3 and the Metaverse.
0: Yeah no I really appreciate you coming on it's our pleasure to host you um, if you ever want to come back on please let me know and you know we'll uh, we'll be happy to give our listeners an update at this time that is all of the time we have for this episode so all of our listeners thank you guys for coming and hanging out as you guys know you can find all of the links on our blog blog.wproject.org. Check us out on Telegram at Divi Project across all social medias as well. We've had Armand Saramut from Sonar Moji. And it's a really, really cool NFT project. Make sure you guys go check it out at moji.sonar.app. Thanks, and I'll see you guys next time.